Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy football podcast, also known as the Jorts or Jean Shorts of Fantasy Football Podcasts. My name is Christian Brito. Joining me as always on our number one fantasy football podcast is Mr. Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? Yeah, the Jorts of Fantasy Football Podcast. You know, jorts aren't really a thing outside of the South, I found out. Um, You see a lot of it in Myrtle Beach, right around my area, and you see a lot of it in Florida, especially uh, in the trailer parks. Um, I, I see a lot of them. So, yeah, the jorts, it's like a... They're they're functionable though because you know jeans are nice to wear, but when it's too hot out, you resort to jorts. We are the jorts because we're comfortable, but uh, definitely not fashionable. Yeah, don't want to let people yeah. know that you're listening to us. Yeah, and some jorts even have like the carpenter pant, the little thing that you can hang your uh, hammer on. Those are really uh, functional there. So yeah, I I used to have a pair of those made by Tommy Jeans. I bet. Yeah, I always wore them, and then I went to uh, when I went to college at UF. Um, I got made fun of for wearing jorts, and people were like, "Oh, look, you're wearing jorts!" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's funny." And I was like, "Why is it funny?" Like a lot of people wear jorts, but so I stopped wearing jorts. That from sounds there on. like the most Dale story ever. <laughs> yeah, man, I got fun of, made fun of for wearing jorts. I had no idea why. <laughs> exactly. I thought it was just like a thing. I was like, "Hey, okay, yeah, it's it's jeans, but shorter. It works for me." But no. All right. No dice. Anyways, we got a big, big, big show for you today. We're going over all the uh, targets, trends. Uh, I want to name this episode Trends with a Z. Uh, just looking at different things with different teams, what you would expect from maybe some of the heavy ball carriers, some of the heavy target leaders of uh, the teams. I don't know if we're going to have time to go through every team today, Christian, but I definitely want to give you some of the uh, noteworthy Maybe some eye-popping stats for you today, just to maybe have you rethink some of these players. Trends with a Z, targets with a Z, and touches yes. with a Z? Yes, it, 100% is that's what I'm naming the episode. Okay. By the way, guys, thank you all for following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we are on Anchor as well. I see a lot of new followers on all those platforms, so we appreciate it. And uh, we appreciate all the interaction, all the tweets, mentions, all that good stuff. Even uh, direct messages and, you know, Facebook messages and all that. Uh, we appreciate it all. We appreciate the interaction. I, I think that's where we are setting ourselves apart from some of the bigger guys, um, our interaction. So we appreciate all that. And um, stickers are on the way, if you haven't heard. I'm, right. I, I'm getting tons of requests, and people are being patient so far, but they're coming. I just want to say that. Um, if you want to join our or just be... One of our five-minute members, the easiest way to do so is follow us on Twitter. We're giving out prizes for people that reply to our tweets within the first five minutes of whenever we put them out there. Um, I'm going to do one right now. So middle of the day poll. Um, you know, middle of the day, uh, just going to put out there, what is your opinion on jorts? That's all. But yep. whoever okay. replies within the first five minutes... Five. Chance of winning a shirt. With, with a hashtag five-minute member. Middle of the day. Chance at winning a prize here. T-shirt. What's your opinion? Dale, fill in the show while I'm yes. typing. Well, you're talking. I'm waiting for you to stop talking. I don't want to talk over you. Uh, we are doing a Friday, the French Friday bonus show. Uh, so don't forget that. I think uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Is that what we're going for, Christian? 8 p.m. this uh, this Friday? Uh, uh, chan- yeah. Maybe even 7. 7 or 8. Geez, 7 is early. Okay, 7.30. Less, less, Let's do 7.30. Uh, the difference. 7.30. Okay, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Probably for about an hour or two. Uh, we're going to be streaming the show live, taking calls, uh, talking about stupid tweets, talking about other stupid stuff, and talking a lot of fantasy. So 
Uh, we'll have the information up on our website with the call-in number and all that stuff as well. We'll be tweeting it and Facebooking it in addition to all that stuff. Christian, uh, let's get right into it because uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about, and I'm excited. And um, we are going to go over some of the targets and touches. How about this, Christian? I'm going to say a team name, and you tell me if it's relevant, if we should talk about some of these guys or not. Okay. And I'm going to kind of go down the list. And if it isn't, we'll just move on. And, of course, we're always available via social media to answer your questions if we didn't get to somebody that you're really wanting to know. Should we talk anything about the Arizona Cardinals? Um, Chris Johnson, even though he got a bunch of touches, um, was actually outsnapped by Andre Ellington, interestingly enough. Um, yep. And Andre Ellington led the Cardinals with 14 targets for people that weren't yeah. paying attention. Yeah, one waiver wire pickup I'm going to target. We didn't talk about it yesterday. I'm kind of ashamed that I didn't at least mention it. Andre Ellington, if he's available, given his target share, it's almost David Johnson-esque. Now, not his production, but his target share is really nice. 14 targets, 9 receptions last week. So, uh, definitely somebody to keep an eye out on. Uh, how about the Atlanta Falcons here? One thing that was interesting with the Atlanta Falcons is Austin Hooper led the team uh, in targets after Julio Jones went down. Austin Hooper ended up with seven targets and five receptions. Is this something that we're going to see continue? Um, well, the Falcons have a bye this week. So uh, in my opinion, I think Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu, who both got banged up in this game, uh, Julio seems like he's going to be back after that hip injury. Um, I don't think Hooper is going to necessarily continue with this target share. I think it was just um, something that happened because of the injuries. He'll have yeah. his games. He'll mix in some games this year. Still a second-year tight end. Give him a little bit more time. Might be a guy to keep on your radar uh, in Dynasty for next year or you know in a redraft league next year, but um, yeah. not not this year for Hooper. Austin Hooper is a pass catcher. I mean, beyond, I mean, he's a big guy, and you know, he's playing tight end, and he's a good blocker too. But he is a real good pass catcher, so definitely somebody like Christian mentioned. Uh, look out for him in in the future. Next couple games, probably not. So uh, this buy definitely does help him. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. I really want to talk about Alex Collins for a second. He got nine touches total, uh, and um, I I think I'm going to start Alex Collins. I have a league where I'm playing when I have C.J. Anderson and Devonta Freeman in the same team, and they both have buys next week. I'm kind of forced to start Alex Collins, and I might be okay if he gets ten touches. Um, I'm really distracted by a tweet, the five minute member tweet. Can I just read it out loud, and then sure. I'll, I'll talk about Alex Collins? Yes. Um, Alex Wagner wrote um, when, in reply to his our comment about jorts. When it's sunny outside, I like to show my legs. I just hate it when somebody yells, "I can see your balls." It's a love-hate thing. <laughs> so, all right. So, Alex Collins, listen. I said this before the season started, and I'll repeat it again. The Baltimore backfield is going to be frustrating no matter what. They will figure out a way. Denny Woodhead went down. Terrence West struggled. Okay, so they started Javorius Allen. Javorius Allen's playing. Okay, they'll bring in Alex Collins. They're going to bring figure out a way to give two and three guys work every single week, no matter what. It's going to be a situation where no guy is ever going to get f more than 50% of the work, and you're going to be frustrated week to week. Maybe Collins emerges and he becomes the starter permanently. He's going to have a few good weeks, and then I'm going to revert back to someone else again. Maybe a match of play, not a guy that I really want. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he played 17 snaps compared to Buck Allen's 40 snaps last week. Right. And, I still and, actually would rather have Javorius Allen. Uh, okay. I mean, granted, I mean, because he's getting the work, I could see right. that. I, I like Alex was, Collins. Well, just watching the game, I, I enjoyed watching Alex Collins run the ball. Uh, I know he fumbled it the one time, but um, I think he has some talent there, and, and he, could do, he could do well given the opportunity. Allen will, will continue to be the pass catcher and be the most valuable in PPR. Okay. How about that? Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, talk about Buffalo Bills. There's really nothing to talk about. We know LaShawn McCoy's bell cow there. And there's really going to be nobody 
to deal with the backfield touches. But the target share, uh, Charles Clay came aboard and got 35% of the target share with seven targets and 112 yards. I like Charles Clay as a tight end for the rest of the season. I think a top six to top eight tight end play most games, especially the way Tyrod Taylor plays very safe. Uh, that, that tight end is very reliable. Outside of Gronk and Kelsey, it's tough to find a tight end to trust this year. Um, it's really just a bunch of guys. And you're talking about a guy here that's available widely in Charles Clay. And his target numbers are consistent enough, like you mentioned, that you could probably get away with starting him most weeks and be fine at the position. It's not going to blow you away most weeks, but you'll be fine at the position. And that's something that's not widely um, available most of the time, but it is right now in Charles Clay. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's move on to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the backfield leader was Jonathan Stewart. Not a, not a huge surprise. He had 14 carries. He didn't have any receptions. He did not get touchdowns, unfortunately. Uh, that came from Cam Newton and Fozzie Whitaker, <laughs> uh, out of all people. But um, I think he's still the early downs back there. And uh, Christian McCaffrey, even though he was on field for more of a percentage uh he was on field more than Jonathan Stewart. I still feel like Jonathan Stewart is the early downs back. Christian McCaffrey has his own set of skills, of course, catching the ball out of the backfield, which the the Patriots pretty much took away from him. But um, where, where do you see this backfield playing out for the rest of the season? Christian McCaffrey's got a very particular set of skills. Skills that make him a nightmare for opposing defenses. Hmm, I like that. No? Okay. I see, yeah, no, it's good. All right. Maybe I should have done it in a voice. Yeah, you should have talked like this. Can you do it with that voice, please? No. <laughs> not doing Damn that. Damn it. I was, ho- that was hopeful. <laughs> um, did you cut the audio about uh, what I asked for yesterday? No, I did not. I'm splattering? No, you got to cut that yourself. Okay, I will. Um, don't worry. I'll include that. I'm going to post it on Twitter today. If you missed it. I'm going to post it on Anchor. Okay. <laughs> 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 Which sure it perseveres for all eternity um anyways McCaffrey was on the field like you mentioned 77 percent of the snaps it was mostly because he was on the field a lot for pass protection um he did catch four passes um you know 10 touches I I think it's optimistic I'm optimistic about McCaffrey's usage going forward but as long as Jonathan Stewart's there maybe he's still going to continue to split the workload fairly evenly with him and Stewart looks pretty good, like you mentioned. Yep. All right. Uh, worse to mention, we uh, we talked about Devin Funches a little bit last episode, but he did get a pretty big target share. He had nine targets last game. I think he's going to be in, end up being the wide receiver one, despite Kelvin Benjamin being there. Devin Funches is just too big and too athletic to ignore, and it, it showed last week. So I think this will continue. The two touchdowns, probably not, but he got 31% of the target share last week. I expect it to continue. Let's go right into the Chicago Beer Bears backfield. Chicago Beers. <laughs> Jordan Howard was surprisingly led the team in touches. Although, you know, you thought the game script would have been perfect for uh, Tariq Cohen, but he only played 15 snaps against the Packers, which, yep. um, you know, you would think, hey, they're going to be down. They're going to need to pass a lot. But that wasn't the case, and, uh, and it was still Jordan Howard. Is this a kind of resurgence of... Uh, the Bears being okay with Jordan Howard? I think so. Jordan Howard's been productive the last two games. And um, maybe there was something to that injury that hobbled them in week two. And um, maybe we uh, we might have been alarmed with Jordan Howard a little too early. I kind yeah. of... Uh, he's kind of sliding... Um, no, not sliding. Climbing up my rest of season ranking slowly but surely. Yeah, you can't slide up. You want to bet? <laughs> uh, one guy I do want to mention, you want to take a wild guess who the leader in targets were for the Chicago Bears last Thursday? Oh, man. Uh, just because you want to mention him, I'm assuming it was Thompson. Yep, Deontay Thompson. He had nine targets last week. Didn't produce a ton. I mean, had 44 yards, but that's typical of the Bears. Still not leaning on the Bears passing game for anything, 
But I do want to mention, I've been talking about Deontay Thompson for weeks, and I'm happy that he was leader in targets. Let's move on to the Bengals. As we expected, Joe Ming, what? Not worthy of adding, you don't think, right? No. Nah, no, no, not yet. I don't think so. Well, I don't know. Uh, Now that uh, Mike... uh, Mitch. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky, is going to be starting uh, this upcoming game. Things could take a turn. Who knows? We could see uh, Trubisky do awesome. Although, being a rookie, he's probably going to be thrown in there a little too early and fail like most rookie quarterbacks do. Joe Mixon. So optimistic. Yeah. (laughs) Joe Mixon was leader in touches as we expected. We were hoping for more of a breakout game from him. Didn't really go that way. Uh, Mixon's still the guy to own now for the Bengals. Right. Right. I mean, it's 100%. We weren't sure going into the season the first week or two, but now it's, yeah, it's Mixon's job, and he had 17 carries and four receptions last week. Disappointing. Yeah. 21 it, touches for 48 yards. Yep. Yeah. They're going to keep giving it to him. Browns. Yeah, exactly. Uh, any concern that Giovanni Bernard scored uh, two touchdowns in two games? Um, It was receiving touchdowns, so not really, but again, this backfield's a mess. Like, are you really that high on Joe Mixon? This offense is not good. Agreed. This is coming I'm after not, I'm not a high game on Joe where Mixon. I'm just saying the volume. I mean, you got to great, but you got to own him based off volume. Right. He's not great, but these are this is one of the guys that's worth worth rostering. Yep. Uh, the target share, of course, we don't have to talk about it. AJ Green. Yeah, we don't have to talk about AJ Green. Seven yeah. seven targets for both. Green, Tyler Croft, maybe, which we mentioned yesterday with his seven targets, six receptions, two touchdowns. Um, in the absence of Tyler Eifert, Tyler Croft is the tight end to own there. And um, AJ, uh, sorry, Andy Dalton does like to throw to his tight end, so a guy yeah. to consider. All right, let's move on. Uh, we talked really quick about the Cleveland Browns because they're really not worth it, but Duke Johnson was leader in touches. He had 13, 13 touches and only four carries, though. Nine receptions, which is awesome. <laughs> right. He, in a PPR he led, league. <laughs> he, led the, he led the team in targets with 10. He got nine receptions from that for almost 40 yards. Uh, I'm sorry, almost 50 yards. Yeah. He's the guy, whenever I do my rankings, always has the biggest discrepancy between standard and PPR yeah. ranking. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. he's going to catch passes. That's yeah. He is basically a slot receiver that gets five, six carries a game. Exactly. <clears throat> all right. Uh, moving on to the Cowboys. We don't need to talk about the backfield at all here. We know it's Zeke. The target leader was Des Bryant. Almost 40% of the target share there. Uh, he had a pretty nice game, 13 targets. I expect the target number to be around 10 game to game. 13 targets was a little high, but I'm, I'm okay with that. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. Des's targets have been very nice over the past couple weeks. Yes. Yep. Like I said, 10 targets is pretty standard for him. I expect him to keep doing that. Yep. All right. He's on pace uh, but, He's on pace for 10 targets a game. 160 targets pace for the season right now. All right. Uh, let's see. C.J. Anderson for the Denver Broncos is the obvious lead back in this offense. No worry at all about Jamal Charles. He only had six touches in the game. So it's he's really not threatening C.J. Anderson at all. Uh, I love C.J. Anderson as a top 12 running back for the rest of the year. Agreed. Okay. Uh, the, the surprising thing about the Broncos, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders didn't do shit, but A.J. Derby did. He got almost a quarter of the targets for the team, six, and he got a 75 yards and a touchdown for the game. Uh, are we rostering A.J. Derby, or is this just a uh, crazy game that we're going to be keep betting on Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders? No, thanks. I mean, he's maybe he moves up from tight end 30-something to tight end 20-something, but that's about as far as I'm moving AJ Derby. Derby. It should be the Demarius and Emmanuel Sanders show um, moving forward. That show uh, was very low in the ratings on... uh, (laughs) On on uh, Sunday night, yeah, 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 it was it did horrible. It tanked even more than too many cooks. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go through a couple here, Christian. You could stop me when you're ready. 
but uh, I'll just kind of breeze through here. Amir Abdullah for the Lions led the touches there. He had 20 carries, which was awesome. Uh, and the target leader, of course, was Golden Tate. No need to worry about either one of those. Uh, Amir Abdullah continues to be a flex option on good matchups. Mm. Green Bay Packers. You're basing of, that off of one good game, but okay. Um, he had a couple good games. He's had a couple good games now. I mean, he's only played four games, and he's had eighty over 80 yards twice now. Okay. All right. Uh, because of Tom Montgomery's injury, Aaron Jones had the most touches of the backfield, 13 carries. Jamal Williams was also banged up. We already talked about that. Uh, it's going to be Tom Montgomery moving forward as long as he's healthy. If not, it's going to be between Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, whoever's healthiest and ready to go. Mike Jones. Jordy Nelson and Martellus Bennett both had seven targets. I like Bennett as a tight end big time. He's getting the targets week to week, which I really like, just not the production. So um, Jordy Nelson c- continues to be one of my favorite receivers. Still, I think I ranked him three preseason, and I, I have high hopes that he's going to end at least as a top three wide receiver for the season. Right, Houston, Houston Texans. Uh, let's see, not much to talk about. We all knew Lamar Miller did pretty well. He had two receiving touchdowns. He had 20, uh, 19 carries and four receptions, did the most out of his four receptions for sure. And, of course, receiving none other than DeAndre Hopkins, 12 targets, 10 receptions. So uh, those are the two guys to own in addition to probably Benjamin, uh, Benjamin Watson, Deshaun Watson, correct? DeAndre Hopkins, um, I just want to go back and rewind. He's probably going to finish the season as the target leader amongst wide receivers by end of season, right? Yeah. He's just on a pace to... I mean, 16, 13, 8, 12. That's a 190, over 190 targets pace. And I, I don't see any reason for it to stop. No, I, I mean, it sounds ridiculous. I mean, that is a ton of targets, but yeah, when's it going to stop? <laughs> like, why? I mean, Will Fuller, as good, you know, he caught the two touchdown passes. He's not going to steal targets from DeAndre Hopkins. So, nope. All right. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, very boring. Very, very oh boring. It's 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 so boring that Jack Doyle led the team in targets. That's how boring it is. Yep. Uh Frank Gore had twelve carries. Who cares? Can Jack Doyle on? and Frank Gore out there playing chess while we're trying to fucking watch football. Uh the Jags, Jacksonville Jaguars, no surprise. Leonard Fournette led the team in carries. Twenty eight touches. They're just abusing him every week. Yeah, yeah, they are. And he's taking he's making the most out of it. I mean, he's doing well. Um, the target leader, however, was Alan Hearns with 10 targets on only four receptions. Man, right. that's like, that's as bad as Ted Ginn. That's very <laughs> um, inefficient. Yes. Is the word for it. Uh, you know, and if he doesn't score like he did in week two and three, there's not really much value to go with Alan Hearns. Right. Uh, the Chargers, we don't need to talk about Melvin Gordon. We know he's a beast. Keenan Allen led, and we knew he would be a target monster to begin with. He had 11 targets. Well, well done. 138 yards. Right. Only five catches, but I mean, surprisingly, a couple of uh, long catches there. Even though they were short targets, like that 50, 50 yard catch that he had um, started out as a, you know, a short uh, crossing route that he just kind of, you know, took for a bunch of yards. So he looks looks spry for a guy coming off a knee injury. Um, Keenan Allen looks good, but. I think he's going to be that guy that doesn't really score a lot, and it's just going to be kind of a PPR guy. Yeah. Hey, the PPR, I mean, yeah, you're 100% right. Los Angeles Rams. Todd, Todd Gurley is the Todd man. Turley. <laughs> he's the man uh, for now. Turd Gurley. He's a man. He's a man for now. He has a pretty tough schedule coming up, uh, so we're going to see how he fares in the next few weeks. But as he's performed like a RB one, right? Him and him and Kareem Hunt are the fantasy studs for the first quarter of the season. Hundred percent, you're right. So I love Turd Gurley. Uh, Looks good. He also, I, I mean, <laughs> probably. I know I said that you know after the Dallas game, I didn't think he was going to be a top ten back because their schedule is is um, pretty tough coming up, but. Uh, yeah. I think I think I might have to rescind that statement, even with a even with a tough schedule. Seattle's not looking as tough as it as it did before. Um, Jacksonville doesn't really scare me anymore after 
after their game uh, against the Jets. Um, yep. It's after the bye where you get a little worried with the Giants, Houston, Minnesota. Um, yep. But he's he's been <laughs> he's had some good matchups, but he's taken advantage to the fullest of those matchups. Yep. And not not to mention he's also led the team in target share. He had eight targets with seven receptions, right. almost 100 yards receiving, 94 tar- and uh, with 94 yards. So, yeah, awesome. Uh, the Dolphins, Jay Ajayi. Eh. I mean, he led the team with uh, 12 carries, but whatever. It that offense very, is very brutal. disappointing. The brutal. offense has issues. They need to get. They need to change Jay Cutler. I'm not. <laughs> I'm it. not joking. He holds on to the ball forever. That offensive line isn't that great to begin with. He's holding the ball, and there's they're daring Jay Cutler to throw. They're eight man in the box the entire fucking game. Yep. Yep. Uh, target leader for the Dolphins, Devontae Parker. He continues to kind of quietly show that he's a number one wide receiver on that team. He's not getting a ton of attention, but almost 30% of the targets on that team, eight targets last game with almost 70 yards. So Devontae Parker somebody you could <laughs> quietly pick up and right. he might keep producing and maybe grab a touchdown uh, week to week. So There is one thing I do want to say for Jarvis Landry owners, though. Um, he might be... The most frustrating player. Here's Jarvis Landry's current um, pace. He's on pace for 133 catches for 885 yards. <laughs> I've never seen that, man. Yeah, that's crazy. That is ridiculous. Yeah. I've never seen such a low yards per carry, even through four games. Like It's not like it's that small of a sample size where I, that's just nuts to me. All right, let's jump right into the Minnesota Vikings. No surprise that Dalvin Cook was the touch leader there, and he would have been for the rest of the season if it wasn't for his ACL tear. Now it's looking like maybe Jack McKinnon slash Latavius Murray when or if he's healthy. Um, So we don't really know what to do there yet. It's more of a wait and see until Murray gets back to normal. I guess it's Jeremy uh, Cherick McKinnon. Uh, yeah. Jerick McKinnon for a week or two, but yeah. I really, I, I think even though he's not the best running back, Latavius Murray for the rest of season is a guy that really shoots up for me. Um, I, I think yes, I agree. the rest of the season, very productive Latavius Murray, this offense. I'm not sure how productive he is going to be inside the 20s. I do really believe that he's going to be the red zone and goal line guy and vulture every single touchdown on the goal line. So maybe that's enough with this offense that has improved over the last year and offensive line has gotten a little bit better too. Uh, As far as the target leaders and and the target share, it's a little surprising. Last game, Adam Thielen had over 25% of the targets. He had eight of them for 59 yards. Uh, Is this going to be continue to being like a 1A, 1B type scenario with him and Stefan Diggs? Yeah, they're two great receivers, and Diggs is going to have a good week. Thielen's going to have a good week. I know, um, you know, the eight targets is not a monster number, but um, I, I like Thielen and Diggs rest of season to both be top 24-ish wide receivers. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Stefan Diggs did only get one less target than Adam Thielen. In case Keenum seemed to throw longer passes to Diggs. Diggs led the team in uh, air yards um, from Case Keenum. So that's something to mention. Big play guy there. New England Patriots, the touch leader there was Mike Gillisley as weird or as, I don't know if you call it weird because it doesn't seem like one running back gets the targets. But uh, Mike Gillisley had 10, uh, I'm sorry, 12 uh, carries. Man, I'm off my game. Gillisley had 12 carries. James White got 26% of the target share passing. So there's two running backs kind of sharing the ball, one on the ground, one in the air. Mike Gillisley is, I think, a matchup play. He's going to get the carries on the goal line. Will he score? Will he not? Will be the the main contributing factor to his success in fantasy football. Right. Uh, And for... The rest of that offense, or particularly for James White. So Gillisley, I think you're just hoping for the touchdown, like you just mentioned. For the rest of that offense, James White, the other uh, receiving weapons, they're going to continue to be productive because not only is this offense good, 
but that defense is horrendous. And so yep. high scoring games, pretty much rest of the season is what I'm seeing. And um, you kind of like that. I know it's it's hit and miss as to who's going to be productive, but uh, you know you can pretty much lock in those running backs to be good options. So far as you know, Gillisley gets the touchdowns and White actually gets the receptions. Gillisley getting this kind of work, I would not trust him on any other team except the Patriots. <laughs> I mean, you know, twelve carries for a guy that doesn't catch the ball at all, and uh, only really his only value comes inside the ten yard line. So, not very many teams that you could say that, but you you'd start Mike Gillisley in a, in a good matchup. So keep an eye on him. Definitely worth. Pulling in and out of your lineup. Right. New Orleans Saints. Pulling in and uh, out. <laughs> this is a weird one, again, with the running backs there, Mark Ingram, uh, Alvin Kamara, and Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson just played six snaps last game, so he's not really a big factor, and it might continue that way. But Mark Ingram led the New Orleans Saints with 14 carries, 18 total touches, because he had four receptions. Uh, Alvin Kamara, though, he had uh, only five rushing attempts, which is fine, uh, but he also caught 10 passes on 10 targets. I think we talked about that a little earlier. Yep. And that's so, that's uh, the him being involved in the receiving game, not to the 10 pass catches extent every week, um, but him being involved every week is something that uh, I continue to see moving forward. Yeah. And no, no surprise, Michael Thomas is a target leader. In New Orleans, he had 11 targets last game, 75 yards and two touchdowns. Over a quarter of the targets from Drew Brees went to him. So, uh, and Willie Sneed did not play. Yep, he'll be back, and that'll cut into that a little bit more. But we'll... A little bit. We'll see. I'd, I'm feeling that Michael Thomas will continue getting 25-plus percent of the targets from Drew Brees, and everybody else is kind of maybe go down a couple of receptions here and there, but... I don't think Michael Thomas is going to see that big of a ding from Willie Sneed. Agreed. Do we have to talk about the New York Giants? Uh, Even though Wayne Goldman got uh, the most touches in the backfield, I do not trust him whatsoever. I don't trust any New York Giant running back at all. I don't care who gets more carries, who gets more yards. There's nobody I want to own, and I would not feel comfortable starting anybody against any team, including even if they played somebody like, I don't know, Cleveland or something. <laughs> it's just, it's not, there. he's not going, any any player in that offense is not going to be very reliable. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, the target leader, no question about it. Odell Beckham with 15 targets last, uh, last week. 30% of... <laughs> Eli's targets went to Odell Beckham Jr. Even though he was dinged up, but uh, he's a banged up Odell Beckham is still by far the best option. On that team, 100%. Yes. Uh, I will specify on that team. Huh? <laughs> because I don't know if he's the For best most option teams. in the NFL. <laughs> uh, I do, I guess I'll say I am throwing my Brandon Marshall um, prediction out the window. I'm, I'm taking so a, mad at you. I'm taking an L on that. For arguing so passionately for Brandon Marshall in the preseason. Because I had him so low. And even though my end of season was still lower than um, than most, um, I moved him up a little bit because of you. Look, I did not expect this offense to be this bad. Huh. Oh, well, I'll I'll gladly take it. No, uh, no excuses here. I'll I'll tell you when I'm wrong, and I was definitely wrong about Brandon Marshall. So we'll move on. Evan Ingram is better than Brandon Marshall at this point. Uh, probably. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, going from the New York Giants, going to the New York Jets. Backfield leader was Bilal Powell. He will continue for the rest of the season. I think you would agree on that. He did have 21 carries with four receptions. Led the team. Let's not forget about Elijah McGuire had a couple of nice runs, one really, really nice run. And then when Forte gets back, he's going to cut into that. It's going to be a messy backfield. Powell, I think, is still the only running back to own on the Jets. I agree. Okay. I, I, I don't uh, care much for McGuire. 
Um, unless Forte continues to be out, and it's an a extremely good matchup. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jermaine Curse was the leader with seven targets. He had four receptions on that with only 17 yards. <laughs> yeah. Even if even though he was a target leader, a guy like Robbie Anderson is definitely more of a big play guy. Right. And and the probably the wide receiver that you want to own on the Jets is Robbie Anderson, not Jermaine Curse. I Unless agree. Maybe maybe in a PPR league. Mm, I don't know. Maybe there's I, bye I weeks still... coming up, and their schedule is very nice for the coming weeks. So I think you might be able to get away with flexing one of these two guys, either Curse or Anderson, depending on what you're looking for. Um, Curse or Anderson are two guys that I might actually roll out in in a league or two, considering I have a bunch of wide receivers that are going to be on by, for example, Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Demarius Thomas, those guys are on by and um, might need to fill in wide receiver position. So might go for Robbie Anderson or Jermaine Curse because their um, their schedule is pretty bonkers these coming weeks. Yeah. Yep. Um, they're uh, going to be yeah. down. They're going to throw. I mean, it's not good for the quarterback because he might throw a couple of interceptions, but it is good for the wide receivers when they actually catch the ball. There's going to be a lot of targets to go around. So this coming week they play Cleveland. Okay, the week after that yeah. they play New England, and then they play Miami. Yeah. So some really nice matchups coming up in terms of uh, fantasy points allowed to wide receivers, um, and you know I I think you can get away with starting Robbie Anderson perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, I mean same thing goes for. Okay, we'll move on. I was going to say for the running backs, but we'll see how that goes. Right. All right, Oakland Raiders. Marshawn Lynch is still the— Bad. He's bad. <laughs> He's still the uh, the leader with carries, though. Yep. Nine carries, no receptions. Uh, against the Denver Broncos, though, let's give him a little bit of a break. But Jalen Rashard, a.k.a. <laughs> Stephon Urkel. Yes. <laughs> Great DeAndre Washington is still there. <laughs> this is um, uh this is Marshawn Lynch's rushing yards per game over the first four weeks. Week one, seventy six yards. Okay, not bad. Nice, not bad. Nice. All right, some promise. All right. Week two, forty five yards, but he got a touchdown. So you were like, okay, okay, I could live with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so significant decrease in yards though. Week three, six attempts for eighteen yards. Oosh. Week four. Nine attempts for 12 yards. Eesh. That's not good, man. No. No, that's not good. So, that's all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you got to say. Okay. Uh, target leader in Oakland was Jared Cook. Uh, one of the stars of Too Many Cooks. Nine, eight central on Fox. Yeah, got to get those many, Too Many Cooks reading up. <laughs> the loss of Dalvin Cook. That show might just tank. Because now, now we just got, now we just got Brandon Cooks, who wasn't good this weekend, <laughs> and, Jared, and Cook. Jared Cook. Dalvin Cooks just sitting on the sidelines now. Yeah, <laughs> Dalvin Cooks is on hiatus. They wrote him off the show. Um. So yeah, and then you know, I don't know. I'm not trusting Jared Cook too much. He did get eight targets, only caught three of those balls though for 46 yards. And with, um, of course, Derek Carr going down, man. I don't know what's going to happen to this offense. That offense uh, should have been great. Now, I'm very weary of any of those pieces. Yeah. I, even Amari Cooper. I mean, I think he's going to be my one of my bigger busts on a lot of fantasy teams that I've drafted. Amari Cooper just struggled, and he's not going to get any better without Derek Carr. But, hey, you never know. Uh, Stefan Arkell, Jalen Richard. I think is a guy just keep an eye on maybe stash him if you have a, a deeper bench because he he might be worthy of that um, so just you know keep an eye on it that's all I'm saying that's all you need to know yeah if you don't know who Stefan Urkel is uh, go on YouTube I think just type in like Urkel transformation or something like that and uh, I think he takes a potion or what was it I think it was it a no, it wasn't a machine. I think it was a potion that he ate, that he drank. And he ended up being all suave and all with Laura. And Laura started getting uh, hot and bothered over him. 
And then he turned back to Urkel, and she hated him again. Philadelphia Eagles here. I don't remember like how it, that show ended. Did they end up together? I would. It would be hard to believe that. I wouldn't think so. I would like to know, though. I would like to see the last episode of that. I'm just going to quickly Google this. Um, Philadelphia Eagles backfield touch leader there was LeGarrette Blunt. He had 16 carries and one reception. LeGarrette Blunt, I believe, is the running back to own, although Wendell Smallwood is a close second. Uh, don't forget the rookie Corey Clement had 10 carries for 30 yards, too. So all these guys are going to be somewhat sprinkled in Wendell Smallwood definitely more the pass catcher back LeGarrette Blunt is going to vulture the touchdowns on the goal line and uh, we'll see how that all works out I don't, I don't mind own, owning either one of those guys though so there is a Family Matters wiki page okay just devoted to the Steve Laura relationship it's literally called Steve Laura relationship uh-huh so, um, just give me a little bit. I got to read up because it's going through season 10 right now. Apparently, there was 10 <laughs> seasons. So, just go with the show for a second. All right. Hold on. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, this is what happens to our show, folks. Um, Zach Ertz had more than 25% of the target share. He had eight targets, five receptions for 81 yards. I'm trying to buy Alshon Jeffrey as much as I can. Um Yeah, apparently they have kids and everything. What? They have a daughter named Stephanie Laureen Urkel. Are you serious? No, that could that might that that's like fan fiction stuff. There is no way they got together at the end. I'm trying to do I'm trying to speed read this. Um so I'll confirm this is kind of a long article, man. Alright, well let's not read it in the middle of talking about targets, touches and trends okay sounds good okay all right Steelers we don't really need to talk too much about Lev Bell he had 35 carries jeez Louise I didn't realize that who Le'Veon Bell oh yeah monster 35 carries yep two touchdowns 30 fantasy points and James Conner even had a couple nice runs there 144 Uh, rushing yards he was a beast yeah yeah Uh, Antonio Brown Amidst his somehow I had him in a lot in daily and still lost a lot. Yeah. But not in draft though. Owned y'all bitches in draft. (laughs) Antonio Brown, uh, target share, thirty percent for him, nine targets, only four receptions for thirty four yards, a little disappointing. Uh it's worth mentioning that Martavis Bryant is getting a ton of end zone looks. If that does does that does that hold anything any uh any weight to you the the red zone looks that he's getting that's traditionally been his thing actually is the the uh the touchdowns and people are always saying that his touchdown numbers are unsustainable but it seems like Ben Roethlisberger likes Still him looking there for him. the yeah. the one thing that going back and looking at the tape for this game big ben doesn't look like himself and i know this is a divisional game i know they're playing the ravens um i think there's a reason why they ran Lev Bell so much with his 39 touches. Um, Big Ben doesn't look right. I don't know if it's just he's not in it or it's just another year older. Or Well, you know, at the end of every season, I think you should expect some report to come out saying Ben Roethlisberger played with a broken rib or he played with a broken wrist or something, um, and we won't hear about that for a few weeks. And we're like, oh, that's why. <laughs> so, whatever. Um, we can just... We we know Juju Smith Schuster. I just want to say his name, but uh, he's he's been on the field a lot more than seventy percent of the time uh, in week four. So, what would what, what does that mean for fantasy? I'm not really sure how much that holds, but if you have an extra roster spot and you need some high upside wide receiver play, he could get the yardage that Martavius Bryant isn't necessarily getting. Okay. Give him, give him a chance. I think. So I think he's the worth. the new wide receiver three there. I think so. Okay. I think so. All right, the 49ers, We don't need to talk about Carlos Hyde. We know he's a man, right? Uh, actually, been has, has been playing fairly well. Uh, Matt Breida did see ten targets, but rushed for just sixteen yards on his nine attempts. 
So okay. that's that. The target leader in San Francisco was Aldrick Robinson with 25% of the targets. He had 12, but he only had three receptions out of those 12 targets. Okay. And that's after, after Marquise, or Marquise Goodwin yes. left early with a concussion. All right. Moving to Seattle. Man, we could talk the, whole, the rest of the show about the Seattle backfield. Of course, Chris Carson is gone. We I, we already kind of talked about this already, right? We don't need to go over it all over again. Yeah, we don't. Let's move Lacey, on. Lacey, Rawls, blah, blah, blah. Uh, JD Tune into yesterday's episode if you want to hear this blah, blah, blah. Fast yeah. forward. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How about that? Okay. Uh, we don't need that? to worry. We don't need to worry about the backfield leader because it was Jaquiz Rogers who did pretty well, uh, but it's going to be Doug Martin the rest of the way. I have full confidence. Don't have any solid data to back that up, but he's going to be. He's going to get a ton of work, and I'm really excited about Doug Martin. I do want to talk about this week though because this is a strange week. They're playing Thursday night. They just activated Doug Martin Monday. Right. So do you think Doug Martin is going to get the workload this week? Because I would be hesitant, and I own Doug Martin in several leagues. I own him in our league of record. I'm not sure whether I'm rolling out Jacquez Rogers or Doug Martin just yet. I am rolling out Doug Martin. I have faith. I don't know if he's going to get 20-plus touches, um, but he's he's going to be the man, and he's going he's gonna to produce. He hasn't had two or three weeks, three weeks of football, you know, hitting him, he's good to go. I'm excited. It is a Thursday night game, which is, eh, but it's against the Patriots, so you have to. I'm starting him if I have him. It's hard to start Jarquiz Rogers over him right now, I think. What are you going to do? Um, I'm waiting till Thursday night to find out. I might actually <laughs> just slot in Duke Johnson, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. It's yeah, a great I mean, matchup, actually, so I'm lying there. I got to fucking play one of those two, and I'll probably end to. up playing Doug Martin, just yeah. hoping that he gets the goal line and scores. That's just such a good matchup. I got to do it. And yeah. Thursday night, teams tend to run the ball more on Thursday. So, Man, if not, okay, look, this is a perfect scenario. Doug Martin goes out, gets 10 carries for, say, 45 yards, right? Mm-hmm. How quick would you try to trade for him? To, for Doug Martin, if he doesn't yes. do well, I think this is. I'm I'm this, betting the farm. Doug Martin is not probably is probably not going to do that great this week because his work is probably going to be limited because he's been activated on the team for. He, he's right. only going to do a walkthrough practice this week. He's not doing anything else, right? And so he may not even start. He may not have a good week. So and, wait for your league mates. I'm sorry to cut you off. Wait for your league mates to overreact and watch Jaquiz Rogers get maybe 15 touches for say 80 yards and a touchdown or something crazy, right? Right. And and uh, and then buy Doug Martin as low as you can this week. This is a this is a after this week. If anything happens, might be your opportunity to buy him. I personally think after this week, Doug Martin will be a top 12 running back. Would you trade Jordan Howard for Doug Martin right now? No, because I've risen back up on Doug on Jordan Howard. Yeah, I have Jordan Howard. And I really want Doug Martin in a league, and I almost hit the submit button. I was like, oh, God, we just don't know enough. Like, I, I chickened out. For me, but, it would go like Jordan Howard, um, C.J. Anderson, Doug Martin, like sure. right around that 10 to 12 yeah. range. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't argue with that. Uh, no, no surprise, Mike Evans is a – target monster there you want 11 targets you want me to show you how much i'd like doug martin though i'd rather Uh, have doug martin rest of season than jj i thought you're gonna show me i thought you were gonna do the dougie i don't know how to do the dougie dale thank you that's embarrassing (laughs) just call me out (laughs) fucking dick Uh, i'll teach you how to do the dougie teach me how to dougie i'll just go to Um, youtube yeah and you still i yeah okay um, Tennessee Titans. This is another weird one, kind of. We get a lot of questions about DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry. What do you want me to do? Nine touches for DeMarco Murray is is not good, but that's... Yeah, only seven, only seven rushes. Yeah, but... Uh, game, game, game script, they were down by a lot early, so... You know, with a banged-up quarterback. 
I was going to say it's not like Henry outworked him. Right. Henry got six carries. Yeah. Which he got seven yards seven, on. <laughs> seven yards, exactly. All right. Uh, so, yeah, keep a hold of Murray, DeMarco Murray, and it's it's basically what we thought it would be. Hopefully, DeMarco Murray does a little bit better, but as far as it splits, it's still Murray's role. You and could... they're at home versus the Dolphins. Yeah, I agree. At home yeah, okay. versus the Dolphins' schedule has been absurd to start yeah. the season. I just want to say that. Yeah. Not to mention they had to deal with a hurricane on top of all that. They don't have a bye week and won't have a home game until I'm not mistaken the end of this month. So they started basically um, <laughs> at the Chargers, then all the way across the country going to the East Coast at the Jets, then all the way to London versus the Saints, then the Titans, then at the Falcons. Yeah, that's tough. That's real tough. Now, I'm not sure if Titans is a home or a road game, but I just want to say that is a crazy schedule no matter what. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll look up later if the Titans is a home or road game. I just know that that's the game that for this week for the Titans. Yeah. Uh, the target leader for this game was Rashard Matthews with eight targets. The target leader on this team is going to get eight to ten targets. It's who's going to get them and who's, you know, who's, uh, whose week it is to get eight targets and whose week it is to get seven or six. So right. this week it was Rashard Matthews. I'm a firm believer still in Delaney Walker. And are you trusting any other wide receiver I, on the I think team? I'm trusting Rashard Matthews rest of season. Yeah, I as think a, good, he has a good report for the Mar- Marcus. I think Mariano. he's a wide receiver three rest of season, and his schedule's okay, and I think he's a wide receiver three, and he showed me enough. This is his target numbers. I know you're saying it depends on week to week, but this is his target numbers. Um, through four weeks, he has 32 targets. He's averaging eight targets a game. That's pretty good. Nine targets in week one, five targets in week two, ten in week three, eight in week four. Yeah. Those are good numbers, Dale. Yeah, very good numbers. Can't hate on those numbers, Dale. No, but the other wide receivers are getting very similar is is what I'm getting at. Yeah, but fantasy points. Um, mm-hmm. Seven, whatever, four, whatever, 14, whatever. It's pretty good, but you if he doesn't score is the issue with Sharon Matthews. But the yards mm-hmm. have been there. Mm-hmm. I think he's good yeah. enough. Yeah. I think he's the guy you could trust the most. Don't give up on Delaney Walker yet either, folks. Okay. All right. Christian, that was a wonderful episode, man. Is that it? I yeah. I felt like I felt like you were very pleasant today. Okay. Uh you limited your awkwardness and you talked to me, which is nice. Last episode you left me out hanging dry a couple times. That's weird. So I pre- I yeah, I appreciate you uh being tentative. If that's the right word, I don't know. I'm bad with words. I'm really bad with words. I wish I paid attention more in class in school. I think you're just bad at life. Yeah, that definitely. I've just always been a bad vocabulary guy. I should have like studied words more. I don't know any big words. I'm um, very, very limited over here. Do you know any words that have more than 12 letters mm. off the top of your head? That's not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Xylophone. More than 12 letters? I don't believe that has more than 12 letters. Xylophone definitely does. Xylo. No, it does not. Oh, man. I failed. That's not even close. It's nine <laughs> letters. Oh, man. I don't know. Mississippi. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 10, 11. Oh, oh man. Also, so that close. is uh, doesn't count. It's a proper noun. You just said a word. Yeah, but it's a proper noun. You can't play oh, it in Scrabble. Changing, it doesn't now count. You're changing the sub, now you're changing if the you can't game. play it in Scrabble, it doesn't count. Okay. 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 Uh, guys, again. Nope. I'm gonna, we're going to keep rolling on this show until you give me a word longer than 12 letters. Um, Longer than 12 letters. How about absolutely? Nope. Not close, huh? Nope. Uh, charisma. No, no, that definitely is not. Um, 
I have no clue why this is really boring. Is it though? Yes, it is. Okay. Speechless. How many is that? Dude, you really bad at this game. Yeah, okay, you give me one off the top of your head. Um Yeah, exactly. The one that I used to always use in middle school is anti disestablishment tenarianism. Okay. To 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 rare I get it. But I that's the okay. I don't have I have no idea what it means. <laughs> All right. I feel like uh, incomprehensible might feel make that list. Oh, maybe. I gotta actually count out the letters and spell it out. Hold on. Incomprehensible. Yeah, that that works. Incomprehensible. Tell your wife she's not allowed to enter our five-minute member contest. Um, if you guys want to, we ever. What we're going to start doing is when we're tweeting, like we mentioned before, we are going to do hashtag five minute member. We're not even going to say it, but any tweet that we ever do, if you reply with hashtag five minute member on any of our tweets, doesn't have to be one that we talk about. If you tweet at us within five minutes of us tweeting what we did or what we put on Twitter, then you are automatically entered to win um, win a t-shirt. And we're going to try to give away T-shirts like once a week. Right now, Christian wants to give away a couple, so he's going to give one away tonight from yeah. our uh, – um, or today for our T-shirt. For the- I, I always do the picking, so do you want to do the picking this time? Sure. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, let's see here. Um, so, again, the best way – Christian, why don't you tell them the best way they can be a five-minute member? Best way you can be a five-minute member is to turn on your notifications when we tweet. Follow us at EatSleepFF on Twitter. Is that it? Yeah. Is that all yeah. you wanted me to do? Turn off, turn on, turn on your notifications. Um, actually, if you want to, and, and we've been doing a lot of drafts, and I just came up with an idea here because a lot of people want to be in drafts with me, and we tend to do them a little bit sporadically. Um, I'm going to start tweeting out when I'm doing drafts at Seabrito Fantasy Dale. I think you should do the same at Dale underscore Fantasy. That way, if you're following us, but if you follow us on the app, you'll get notifications there as well. Um, we're doing draft and just download the draft app. It's basically, uh, fantasy football, daily fantasy, but you can draft each week your players. Our promo code is eat sleep fantasy for a free $3 entry or follow me ESF Brito or Dale ESF Dale. Right. That's great. Uh, I love this. Well, the problem is, okay, I'm just going to pick one because I'm taking way too long. Okay. All right, so just a random guy here. And I like this one. It's kind of funny. Uh, the five-minute member, he posted a gif of Peter Griffin raising his hand, like, hey, pick me, pick me. And it's kind of funny that Peter Griffin is holding up his hand and only has four fingers, and it's a five-minute member. Um, so we are going to give this away to Paul Hill. All right, now let me just quickly confirm that that guy did it within five minutes. Paul um, Hill. Yeah, he did. He did. All right. Paul Hill. It gets a uh, it gets a little bonus for the GIF. Okay. Okay. So Paul Hill won the T-shirt for today. And uh, yeah. Okay. Congratulations, Paul Hill. Is that it? Is that all you yeah. wanted to do there? That's all I wanted to do there. By the way, everybody. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at EatSleepFF. And you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Anchor as well. Don't forget about Anchor. Yep. And we are doing a live show on Friday at 730. Is that what you said, Christian? 730. It would be Se- incomprehensible for you, for me, <laughs> to miss it. Okay. Okay, there's a difference between knowing the words and actually using the words. <laughs> yeah, I don't that it's just it was I know what the word means, like I can't understand, but it's incomprehensible to me that someone would miss our live show. How about yes. that? Is there, that better? There. Yeah, it's better. Yeah, yeah. So listen to our live show, you can call us. Uh even if you just want to call and chat and um you know, just shoot the shit with us. That's fine too cuz we're always waiting for callers to call us to fill up the air. Like okay, right this now. Has gone on long <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we really, 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 really appreciate it. Again, eatsleepfantasy.com. For Christian, I'm Dale. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Get your jorts on.
Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy.